Hello and welcome to another episode of Monkey Business Podcast. And if you're watching, clearly it being broadcast on my YouTube channel. And I'm really thrilled to be joined today by Gemma Went. Now, I had a quick chat with Gemma off camera and said that I kind of feel like I've known her for a really long time. And certainly in terms of her social media presence, what she says, her newsletter, etc. I do engage with Gemma regularly. And I do think almost we're sisters by another mister. I, <laughs> I get the introvert, the deep thinker, the sage, and also the maverick. And you had a crazy 90s. I had a kind of crazy 80s stroke 90s. So Gemma, is an award-winning online business mentor, certified mindset coach, I believe also hypnotherapist, Mm -hmm. energy practitioner and founder of the Lighthouse Business Academy. And behind that are over two decades of very high-level business experience in PR and branding and marketing. What I'm really interested, Gemma, uh, clearly the name of the podcast, Monkey Business, that monkey Mm. mind that's behind everything, is really what makes you tick. And having nearly worked with you, you'll be thrilled not to hear, um, (laughs) (laughs) about four years ago, I was very interested a couple of years ago to see you really pivot and change and really talk about your energy and your integrity and your soul journey and your own awakening and having an authentic business that really helped people in often quite a toxic environment, the online world. So let's start with that, if that's okay. How did that change, that metamorphosis come about? Mm, yeah. So thank you for having me, by the way. You're welcome. It's a joy to be here, finally. Sure. Um, yeah, do you know what? It's, it's been a really, really interesting journey. So this business is now, well, we're going into our ninth year. And sort of the first couple of years, I was sort of finding my feet. And then I would say from year two, three, I really got stuck into this online world as we see it, you know, the the creating courses, the scaling with programs, the, the kind of the, the, the stuff that we see in this online world, which is amazing and gives us so many opportunities to, to grow, to make money, to break down paradigms around wealth. And, and it's fantastic and I love it. But I think it can pull you so easily into um, what I call the online race. And it's an, it's a race that you don't really want to be in. And I think particularly as women, we get dragged into it in a place of, we need to be better than the rest. We're constantly looking at other people and what they're doing, thinking, oh my God, I need to do that. We come from a place of comparison. We come from a place of imposter syndrome and all of that I think has been placed on us since children. Mm. Like you think you think about how and and before that, you know, I think this this is kind of things that are placed on us um as we grow up and we're we're almost pitted against each other as children. And I think we return to that in this online world and it almost becomes this race to get more, be more, do more, earn more. Yeah. Um, without actually thinking about what you really want to be doing. And I got caught up in that race for, sh- for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And it was exciting. It was exhilarating. I loved it. Like, it wasn't like I was doing anything I didn't love doing. The work I did, I loved doing. The women I was working with, I loved working with. The stuff I was doing, I loved doing. But the kind of the, the darker side of that for me was it, it was never enough. Yeah. And nothing was ever enough. And so I would have a goal and I wouldn't even spend time on that goal going, oh, my God, I've reached this thing. I've achieved this thing. This is amazing. I am in such gratitude for this. I want to savor this and enjoy this. The minute I would reach a goal, I'd be like, right, what's next? What's bigger? What's better? What's more? What's more? What's more? And it was constant. And that effect, I think, on our stress system, on our nervous system, just breaks us. And for me, I got really sick. And I started to, I started, I started to feel out of sorts and I sensed there was something wrong. I wasn't quite sure what it was. Um, And I ignored it as many of us do. Um, My body was definitely in high stress and I ignored it because I felt, you know, it felt to me like that high adrenaline way of living. I'd lived that in my PR life. You know this, right? That high adrenaline, the go, 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 go out every night, doing everything. It was how I was living with this business. And it felt good though. I was like Mm. buzzing off of it, but I started to feel sick. And then I started to feel out of alignment and I couldn't put my finger on it. You know, looking back, I didn't know it was out of alignment. Now I know it was out of alignment, but it was like those moments of, I'm not enjoying this anymore. Why am I not enjoying this? This is the thing I wanted. This is what I wanted to achieve. And nothing was lighting me up. And it was almost like there was, it was fading a little bit. And I, thankfully I realized quite soon and I thought, you know what? I need to step back a little bit. Um, This was in 2019. And so I canceled a bunch of really profitable revenue streams. Um, And I just thought I need to step back and I need to just go inward and want and find out what this is all about for me. Um, And then we went into 2020 and the pandemic hit and all I could do was stop really. (laughs) It was was forced (laughs) on me. Um, And sort of during that time, I just slowed down. I stopped a load of things and I spent a lot of time just journaling, working with therapists, um, working with nutritional therapists to kind of uncover what was going on with my health, found out I had adrenal, I was very close to burnout, like very, very close. I think had I pushed on at the level I was working, I would have properly burnt out and been in bed and and people throw around the word burnout but we know you know real burnout where you can't get out of bed for a year two years your body just shuts down I think I was really close to it and I had uh, adrenal fatigue um and then did lots of other tests and found I had some really horrible stress-related gut health issues and I'm still on the journey of healing those now like it's still there and I'm still kind of working. We can definitely talk later then because I've been on that journey for 30 years. Yeah. It's horrendous. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And sort of, so I was dealing with the health side and the realization that all of that was caused by stress. Like everything was caused by the stress that I'd allowed myself 
to be under. And that was my choice, my doing, nobody else's. You know, this is my business. I'm the boss. I make the decisions. And that was a real wake up call, a real realization that, you know, I think I used to tell myself when I worked in the agency days that I would work the way that I worked because that's what's expected from the boss. And that's just what we do. I became that boss to myself in my business and carried on as I was before. And, and so what I wanted to do was just kind of stop for a moment and think, what do I want this life to be like? What do I want this business to be like now to support me in a healing or the damage that I've done? And, you know, I'm, I was 50 last year. So, you know, I'm not a spring chicken. My poor body is, my body had a child at 42. It's already had enough. So it's like, I need to think about how I take care of this and heal from this. But also, how do I redesign my business to be something that doesn't do that again, that, that gives me joy and then also helps other women that fall into that trap? Because I can't stop it completely. I can help the women that fall into that as well, which is a lot of women. I mean, you and I both come from a, you know, an agency background and, Mm. you know, marketing, PR. And, you know, you mentioned you'd been to many raves in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, (laughs) I didn't go to very many, to be honest, because I was working too hard. (laughs) Um, But I went to a few and I definitely, you know, I came through the ab fab 80s because I was at Lynn Frank's. Yeah. and, you know, alcohol and all of that was all part of it. And, you know, wimps, sleep and all the rest of it. Yeah. It was all very yang, wasn't it? And I think a lot of what's going on, certainly with me in my world, and I, I hear this with you in your world, is we've woken up to the fact that we bought into that kind of a yang male energy as being the path to success. Yeah. And actually it, it comes with a really high price ticket and yeah. so shifting into that yin. <clears throat> and I noticed that two of your core values are integrity and intimacy. Yeah. And I definitely say they were, they were on that page for me because, you know, it's about alignment, authenticity, mm and intimacy which you know you're not going to get a really alpha yang male talking about intimacy in business not very easily that's what I hear that's what I see but how did you have the well the guts really to I get that you realized it I get that your body told you um your soul probably told you yeah but how did you shift your business into that place because i would imagine there must have been a voice in your head going that's all a bit woo woo and esoteric you yeah know, how am i now going to reposition away from business would that be true to say yeah no so it's for me there was definitely that i mean the, the interesting thing is i've always I've always been interested in the spiritual side of things. And I've, you know, whenever I've gone to healers and Reiki practitioners and fortune tellers and stuff throughout my life, they've always said to me, always, and it's, it's comical, it's repeated every time. Oh, you know, you can do this, right? Like, you know that you can do this. Um, and I would wave it away like, don't, don't do any of that stuff. Um, and I think that's always been sort of knocking for me to, to, to lean more into my intuitive side, my spiritual side and 
open up those gifts and and in and, and in slowing down that came through and and it just I don't know what I didn't have to force it it just became like I, I stopped I slowed down I allowed myself to just be and then I realized that I needed to lean more into that side because it felt right. I felt an absolute alignment and I'd probably been forcing it away for too long. And I just thought, you know what? I will design a business that that revolves around all of this, that includes all of this. Um, And yes, some people may be turned off by it. Like I absolutely knew that. Um, but this is who I am and I'm prepared to take that risk. And I think for me as well, you know, I, I've, I've dealt with so many things in my life that very few things phase me. You know, um, I know you want to talk about the story of how this business started. You know, I, I was rock bottom and, and, and started this business from nothing. I can do that again and again. Like I did it really well the first time I can do it again and again. So for me, it was a case of, I'm just going to redesign this and I'm going to do it my way. And and those that stay will stay, those that go will go. And that's going to be absolutely fine. And the, the one thing that did niggle though, that little monkey voice that yeah. did and still does to this day. And I think this is the, is the alpha male in me because I am very alpha male. I have got alpha male in me and I've lent very much to my feminine side and I'm very much about integrating both sides of those because they're both amazing. Yeah. Um, but that alpha male monkey brain will quite often want me to fall back into that push, push, push. Let's go for the next thing. Let's talk about how we can make people lots of money and all of the, all of the kind of stuff that I think creates toxicity in mm. this industry. That's the thing that that knocks on my door the most where I have to go, no, you know what? If I go down that road, A, it's out of alignment and B, it's taking me straight back to burnout. So you mentioned about, you know, when you started, um, was it a question that you were in a place where you kind of had nothing to lose or what's the story? Behind yeah, that? I had nothing yeah. to lose. So I'd, I'd found myself suddenly jobless and I was seven months pregnant and I was a planned single mum and I had no other financial support and the father was never going to be around. So that that wasn't even a choice. Um, and I, you know, I had to, I had no way of earning any money. I had no savings because obviously when you live in London, you just spend all of the money going out it's and not being expensive. sensible. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I lived and worked in Soho and just like out all the time, um, which was an amazing life. But I had no savings. I had nothing behind me. And so my amazing, amazing friend um, let me stay in her guest room and said, look, come and have the baby there. See what you need to do to kind of sort yourself out with a job or whatever. Um, and then when you're on your feet, you can leave, which was just so amazing. So I rented out my flat. Um, and so from that guest room, I just thought, well, I'm going to drop in in a month's time. Like I'm not employable. I've had a business before. Like this wasn't my first business. I used to have a digital marketing agency that was in Soho as well. Um, and I just thought, well, I'll just start up a business. I've done it before. I can do it again. So I, I kind of, there was nothing to lose. Yeah. I knew I'd be okay. And I just set that up um, before I had Jack. And then 
I think he was three or four months old. I took my first client, which actually Wagamama, I was working on one of their social media strategies. I, I carried on being a sort of a consultant doing the stuff I used to do in my agency days. And I grew it out from that. So, you know, if, if I can handle that with a new business and a new baby as a single mom living in my friend's guest room, I think I can pretty much handle most things. <laughs> How does, um, I mean, I, I I don't know if you know, but I started my PR company because I got made redundant. So I started. Oh, with, did you? Yeah, yeah. So complete with my 5,000 redundancy packet. Yeah. And, uh, my dog as my first member of staff, I, I set up in our spare bedroom and sort of. I love that. Nine years later, sold a 1.3 million pound turnover business. But, you know, mm-hmm. in a way, when you've got nothing to lose, I think yeah. you, you just go for it. Whereas that pivot you had four years ago, clearly you're heading for burnout and you being mm. self-aware enough to understand all that is, is really important. But I wonder, how does a rule-breaking maverick create rules for her new life and her new business that she doesn't break herself? It's really, really hard. It's really, really hard. I break them all the time. Um, and what I've what I'm coming to terms with, because I'm not there yet. This is all still very, very new, and I'm still healing. You know, currently, as we speak right now, I'm having a week of really quite serious fatigue um, Mm. because I didn't sleep very well for various reasons. Last week, I know it's catching up on me and I'm like, okay, I need to kind of just go steady and ease myself into this week. So I can still break them, but it's about um, self-compassion and not being hard on myself and having those hard and fast rules like the absolutes that I cannot break and then giving myself permission with the other things to let things slip, but pick them straight back up again. Because in the past I was, I don't know if you're like this, very black and white, Mm. very black and white. So I'm either all in or I'm all out. And so, you know, with, with an example with um trying to eat a healthy diet like if i no, kind of no, I made one mistake that was it i was not doing any of it yeah. um and it's kind of giving myself permission to slip and then gracefully getting back on again um it's not easy i really struggle with it and and a lot of the time that rule breaker inside me is like no we just want to go out and drink loads of prosecco let's just go and do that and 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 i can't and i have to think well that's not where i am right now and and when i'm feeling better i'll be able to go and do that um it, it, it's not easy it is it is a constant battle and and also it's also the constant battle because i'm such a creative and I am I am a true kind of entrepreneur and I constantly come up with ideas and I'm like, I want to go and do that thing because it's really exciting. It's, it's like and torture, like, isn't it? When you're oh a change worker and like, you know, they, they used to say in my PR company that they used to be afraid when I went to the toilet because, you know, yeah. by, the time, by the time I'd come back from the loo, I'd be like, hey, you know, I've thought about whatever. My team are like that now. They're like, oh, no, please, not another idea. I've got a client like that. She's so brilliant. And she's like this really fantastic publisher. And she cycled across part of Canada. And she said that she got to a point where they'd be stopping looking at the view. And she'd be saying to her husband, oh, you know what? We could we could do a game. 
hip shot, you know, and he was like, stop it, just stop it. You know, they're in the middle of nowhere with a grizzly bear and she's seeing the marketing opportunity for it. So I, I hear you. I hear you so well. It's so, not easy. Do you know yeah. what I have? What I have now is I have a spreadsheet, which is my six month bucket. And any idea needs to go into the six month bucket and I return to it in six months time. And if yeah. it's still a good idea, I'll then think about bringing it into the plan. I like that. I'm going yeah. to seal that if you don't mind. Yeah, it really works. It really works. And let me tell you as well, because um, I'm a decade older than you are and I've had similar life and similar health issues. And, you know, the you become your should list and your must list yeah you get more musts let me tell yeah. you so yeah you know, hard stop at five o'clock and, and yeah. I gave up drinking completely nine months ago because particularly when you're menopausal um yeah. you, you work out it's really not a very good idea um so it's very interesting but you know we, we're all a work in progress aren't we one of the things I really have noticed from following you and reading your posts and newsletters is you talk about a lot about what you won't do, uh, what yeah. you won't do, who you won't work with, why you aren't the coach for certain people. Please only turn up and think about working with me if you're you know, going to tick the following boxes. Tell me more about that. Mm, do you know what? I think this came from, again, that that period of stepping back and thinking about what I want and what I don't want and who I want to be and who I don't want to be. And, you know, one of the other things with me that's just a natural part of my personality and I think has always been is I am a saviour and I'm a people pleaser. And and that all comes from lots of stuff around not feeling enough and lots of stuff from my my childhood, which you know that stuff is what I've been healing with my um, my own therapist. Um, but that created this need to save everybody. And so the way that I was working previously is I would just work with anyone. And I would try to fix them and I would try to save them, even if they weren't very aligned with me. Yeah. And even if actually maybe they weren't ready for the goals that they wanted to reach and they needed to do something else. And so that really taught me that I need to be far more discerning about that to protect my own energy and make sure that I show up in the best possible way for the clients I know I can help and are super aligned with me and I am super aligned with them. The other thing with that is, you know, I I spend a lot of time with my clients and I want it to be fun. Yeah. I want it to be fun for both of us and I want it to be a really lovely intimate relationship and that can't be everybody and so getting clear on who I won't work with really helps me to pull those right people to me and you know what it's really interesting since I've done that I have not had one negative experience Mm. with any clients yeah it's it's been a wonderful experience and and, and, and the results that I get for them is better because they're absolutely aligned with me. I know who, you know, I know who I work well with. I know who I get great results for. Yeah. Um, and I know who I don't. And I can send them off in other directions for other people that will get 
great results for them. And I think there's there's a power in that and there's a strength in that. Um, and it comes from a place of abundance and it comes from a place of compassion. You know, if you're trying to work with everybody that comes to you, it's coming from a place of lack, which is not a healthy place to be. And so it's been a really important progression in how I work in being that way. And I say no a lot. Like I mean it. I yeah. say no to a lot of people. I, you know, refund people and say, do you know what? I don't think this is right for you. I'm I'm gonna refund this and I'm gonna give you some advice about where you should go next. Ooh. It really helps. It really helps. Yeah. I've got a I have to send it you. I've got an ebook called Save Yourself and it actually came from a clubhouse room that uh, I ran called Nobody's Coming to Save You. <laughs> I love that. I thought maybe that was too harsh a title, so change that. <laughs> yourself. But it is that that paradigm of, you know, they, they've got to step up and be ready as well. Yeah. And completely. so you are very much a spokesperson, I think, for what's going on. Um, you know, you observe what's going on. And certainly mm. you have a very bright light on the online world. And I've seen you speak a lot, and actually very recently as well, about some of the toxicity there. Mm. And actually women to women in particular. Yeah. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts on that, Gemma? Yeah, do you know, it, it, it saddens me. It really, really saddens me. There are a lot of, and I, and I actually, I'm not, what I want to caveat this. I'm not doing this to point fingers at people and say, you're bad and we're good. It's not about that. I think it's what I said um, earlier on in this episode. We already have within us the, the kind of the, the competitiveness, the pitting against each other, the being better than like a lot of this stuff we've learned from our own families. A lot of this stuff has, has come through our DNA. A lot of this stuff has come from school. And so I think that plays out even more. I mean, I just, I think the online world just magnifies stuff, mm. magnifies good stuff. It magnifies bad stuff. And I think that 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 kind of competitive edge, the needing to be the best no matter what, the stamping on people to get your own way, um, all of that is magnified in this online world. And as, as people enter it, all of those, and we all have our own mindset things, right? We're all like mine was very much, you know, I am not enough, mm. um, needing to save everyone. Um, very little um, self-worth at the time. Um, and that was playing out online in how I showed up. And that's the same for everyone. Mm. Um, add to that, that this online world, I think, um, personally, is like a magnet to people with mental disorders, yeah. sociopaths, I would narcissists. And because it naturally feeds their needs, right? So we have lots of people with their own mindset stuff playing out that is accentuated, which makes them compete and just keep on pushing forward no matter what, stamping on each other. Um, and then we have the added um, mental um, issues. We have a bunch of people that are constantly fighting against each other. 
Mm. And no matter what. And I think that's where it comes from. And, and it's not as kind of in your face as that. You know, there's it's very much an undertone, but there is a lot of that in the online world. And it's really hard to navigate. Um, and some people see it. You know, I... I was doing I was doing it, but not in a way where I was sort of attacking anyone else. It, was, it for me, it was to myself. I was constantly got to be better, got to be better, got to be better, got to be better. Yeah. And and so the, there's people doing that and pushing forward and pushing forward. And then you've got the people that literally will push other people down to bring themselves up. Yeah. Um, and it, it is a toxic world. And added to that, some of the messaging. Mm. Um, around, um, you know, needing to hit six figures, seven figures, whatever, yeah. eight oh, figures. Oh no, it's so and pressurize people. Addressing that, I got oh. so sick. Of it's the thing is. In it's, fact, we, we did a podcast called Your Ying is About to Be a Lot More Yang because <laughs> myself and one of my co-podcast hosts went to a webinar that I lasted five minutes on um, before I was literally texting my friend going, what a complete, well, it started with D and it ended with K, this guy. And it was all, all that, you know, if you're not earning seven figures and look at my Ferrari and whatever. And I was like, no, 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 I'm no. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's really toxic. And here's the thing. There are two sides of that for me. Like I, love and you know all of this thing I all this stuff I say about the toxicity of the online world I still freaking love it yeah. I'm still in it with open arms I'm still bringing people along with me because I love it and I love the opportunity that it offers us and I love that it's breaking down um wealth paradigms for women and women are able to earn so much more than they may have been able to when they had a job and have more flexibility and have it all and, and I love that um, and equally, I love that women can make seven and eight figures yeah, in business too. online. Like, I love that, but that shouldn't be the barometer. It's yeah. not like every single person online should be making seven or eight figures or heading for seven and eight figures. There are plenty of women in this space that would be so happy with a six-figure business that's really streamlined, that they're only working a few hours a week and it's giving them the money they need to live an amazing lifestyle. Equally, there are women that would be so happy with a multi-six-figure business where, again, it's really streamlined, tiny, tiny team, where it's giving them the lifestyle that they want or giving them the money that they need to make a change to their family and to their future. It isn't always about making seven figures means you are you've then made it or you're yeah. successful it's success on your terms and i think we need to be really careful with this messaging because the conversations that i've been having with my clients where they've said things like i don't even know why i'm bothering because i i'm i'm never going to make it i didn't want to make it to seven figures i feel like i've kind of failed and i'm like what you have a multi six figure business you're amazing carry on doing that yeah. and equally you know they they think well with all of these seven figure coaches why would anyone want to work with me yeah. like surely everyone is going to go and make that decision and work with them and and it's you know 
that can be really harmful for people. And I think it, I think we just need to be more in- inclusive with the messaging. It's like, it's not that it's bad. It's like, stop ramming it down our throats and saying, this is what our success should be. Our success should be what our success feels like for us. Absolutely. And, and you know, I changed my strap line last year to making your super successful life feel as good on the inside as it looks on the outside. Mm, I, I, I actually ask, a lot of my clients are, you know, really big earners. And and a lot of them have reached that, you know, I like to say that Jack Nicholson moment in that movie going, is this as good as it gets? You know, like, yeah. I thought I'd feel amazing when I got here and had all these toys and everything. And I feel like crap still, you know, and clearly that's all to do with, you know, when will it be enough because you're not enough. So I, yeah. I'm very fascinated by that. Yeah. Um, I'm aware that we could talk all day, so I'm going to ask. I know we could. I'm going to ask you two last questions. So the first question is actually, what's the question I haven't asked you that you'd like to ask yourself and answer? Oh, that's a really good one. What is the question that I want to answer? What's the one piece of advice? that I give to your listeners. Yes. And that would be the only mentor you really need to really help you through this and help you navigate this online world um, is yourself. Like if you start with you for everything and try to drown out all of the other noise that's around you and start with you and get to know your own inner wisdom and your own inner mentor and make decisions from that space, everything changes. Because the minute I did that, all of the shoulds and all of the voices and all of the things just slept away. And I still get those voices. I still get people saying, oh, you could do this. But I I go inwards and I make that decision from within me. And I listen to that first and foremost that gives you such uh, an inner strength and an inner power that it makes it so much easier to navigate all of these other things. And then kind of, I'm I'm sure you're going to be an experienced enough guest to sidestep this one. So the last one is, Ah. what's the question that you were hoping I wouldn't ask you? There are no questions. Brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) I had a feeling that was going to be the <laughs> Gemma Wendt has been my guest today on Monkey Business. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, genuinely, I'm going to have you back lots because I feel... Eat! This, I'm this, up for it. A first in a series. That's what <laughs> And um, thank you. Thank you for your integrity and authenticity and what you're doing for you and obviously by extension of standing in alignment with yourself for all those that you work with and I'm sure people will have a lot of takeaways from this where can anybody get hold of you I know your company the lighthouse where where could they get hold of that if they'd like to work with you you know what the best place I think is going to my website gemmawent.co.uk or come and chat to me on Instagram I'm Gemma Went there great Gemma thank you it's been an absolute pleasure (laughs) thank you my love